2022 or Death Holler brought us Season 3 Slash or Pass It became the classic horror film podcast of its time Now Death Holler brings us the most shocking season ever Season 4 Zed or dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Imagine, if you will, that one of the hosts is absolutely terrified of zombies. So, what's the plan? Bash him in the head. That seems to work out. Now, accept the fact there is no escaping this horror. Death Holler brings back the dead. Death Holler, listener discretion is advised. With hospitality like this, you'll never want to leave. We hope you stay alive. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. and welcome back to death holler i am your host and zombie movie fan supreme the reverend dr death and joining me reluctantly is my co-host and disembodied spirit la urena are you ready to survive this season urena um we're we're doing a good job by starting off very lightly (laughs) because i do not do zombies well and i think the fans know this by now i think they're I think they're worried about me. They're probably not. But I'm, I'd am i like to think that they're worried about me. Uh, they could be, some of them, and they're cold, uh, black, undead hearts. Yeah, somewhere deep down in there. <laughs> they're like, oh, that poor girl. Um, just like in uh, Warm Bodies, just one little beat of that undead heart, you know, for you, and that's that's about all you're going to get. So Yeah, well, these are Christmas zombie films, so, you know, that should warm up the cold, dead heart just a little bit, you know? <laughs> just a little. 
that's right, dear listeners. We've made it to zombie season. After thwarting the slashers and making our way safely back to Death Holler Inn, we barely had time to board over the windows and barricade the doors in preparation for the undead hordes that are creeping ever closer. We will start out with a history of the zombie next episode, but it's Christmas time, and what better way to celebrate the shambling horde of murderous last-minute shoppers than Christmas zombie films. Sadly, those films are not as prevalent as Christmas slashers, but we got at least one really good one for you, and a couple others that, well, they exist. They exist. (laughs) So... Get the hot chocolate ready, board up the doors, and hope that old Chris Kringle isn't flesh-eating monster as we cover Stalled and Anna and the Apocalypse. First up, if, you've, uh, if you're if you enjoying the podcast, we'd appreciate it if you would take the time to like, comment, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. It helps us get more visibility on podcast listings and helps us grow. Also, consider following us on social media. You can find us on TikTok and Twitter under Death Holler Pod, and we can be found on Instagram and Facebook under Death Holler Podcast. We appreciate everyone who listens and hope you enjoy the show. Let's attack some bees. Ugh. What is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! I'm losing my eyes! <laughs> uh. I was screaming that at least once on one of these movies. So um, I've got a twofer for you here, a double bill. Uh, We got Silent Night Zombie Night from 2009 and A Cadaver Christmas from 2011. They both sound horrible. (laughs) Uh, They're varying (laughs) degrees of horrible. Uh, First up, Silent Night Zombie Night. Tagline, this Christmas, you are the holiday feast. Uh, nice. Directed by directed by Sean Kane, written by Sean Kane, um, music by Mario Salvucci. Uh, principal players: We have Jack Forsen, Forsenito playing Frank Talbot, uh, the cop with a cheating wife partner. And yes, they did choose the name Talbot, which is the last name of the main character in The Wolfman. I guess there's a nod there to that. Okay. Uh, Andy Hopper plays Nash Jackson, who's Frank's former friend and has the hots for his wife. He's also his partner, uh, as far as the, you know, buddy cop duo goes. Um, we have Nadine Stenovich playing Sarah Talbot. She's the hot wife. Um, she's not a bad looker for a woman her age in this movie. I'll give her that. Uh, we have Lou Temple playing Jeffrey Hannigan, the unlucky next door neighbor. And, I'll bring up the fact that he was in The Walking Dead during the prison segment of that show, so he does have some zombie bona fides uh, as far as that goes. And uh, he was in The Devil's Rejects, so Lou's been in some horror projects other than this one. What an interesting spelling of his name. Uh, Yeah, it's it's not the way L-O-U, it's L-E-W. That's how he got what he goes by. It's probably a stage name of some kind. Or he just went instead of Lewis, he, you know, L-E-W-I-S. He was just like, just call me Lou L-E-W. You know, might be that's going on. Yeah. We have Vernon Wells playing Paul Irwin, the zombie killer slash survivor, uh, in the movie for a total of maybe 10 minutes. Uh, but that, when you're talking about a guy who played in Mad Max, the Road Warrior, and Weird Science back in the day, and uh, he probably was, you know, contacted by the, the people who made this movie when he was on one of his many rounds for these horror conventions. Yeah. And they probably, he quoted his number. They're like, well, we can have you in the movie for about 10 minutes based upon that pay rate. And yeah. that's what we got. Okay. <laughs> you, you know, sometimes with these films, you got, you got to work with what you've got. 
It is interesting, though, because it's set in uh, California, the movie is, and hearing Vernon Wells' distinctly Australian accent is... Uh. It's kind of funny. Well, but. that's the thing in California is we are we are a huge melting pot. You get everything out here. You, you really do. Yeah. I, well, I mean, it didn't stand out so much since it was in California and you had that going on. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Felissa Rose uh, playing Elsa Lansing. Uh, also another callback to the, the Universal Monsters in the sense that uh, I believe the actress who played the Bride of Frankenstein's last name was Lansing. So that's kind of a throwback. Okay. Uh, we, she is also a zombie killer survivor that shows up at the same time Vernon Wells shows up. They're kind of in a traveling trio that's going around trying to find survivors. Uh, of course she was in sleepaway camp mm -hmm. and, uh, terrifier two, which we covered, yes. uh, uh, rep child, <laughs> it sounds, it might be fun to watch for, uh, creature feature season it's like a reptilian child that she has or somebody has that's around her and uh and of course victor crowley which we'll get back to in slasher season part two whenever that happens yeah so, she uh she's got quite a bill of of films there she actually is in the movie a little bit longer so i guess her her contingencies were not as, as severe as uh vernon wells were uh I'll go ahead and say it on this movie. Um, this this is an okay bottom grade uh, zombie movie. You're getting one of those typical sl uh, slice of life or unlife zombie movies where it's the outbreak happens, the survivors kind of hole up in you know the best place they can, and it's them you know trying to get through while the drama of the human interaction goes on that's that's a big thing in zombie movies oh yeah it's not it's not so much the zombies but the the drama amongst the humans dealing with it that you're you're you know really seeing um it introduces a concept which is that they don't really elaborate on and and it, it's only in the movie for like split second they've got runners and then they've got the slow moving romero zombies oh, Jesus. And, I can't. and there's like and there's one line in the movie where they say that the runners uh, have some kind of parasite like attached to the base of their brain so that they're, they're you know, stronger, they're speedier, and the other ones, uh, it doesn't really give any reason why they're different. But but that's, it's like a throwaway line that they throw in there to give like the distinction between the two of them. Um, very low budget, but that's what you get with a lot of zombie movies, and that's the reason there's so many zombie movies uh, and we'll get into a little bit more of the history of that. It even goes back to the original, uh, you know, voodoo or voodoo zombies, however you want to say that, uh, you know, that studios realized it's like, let's slap some, you know, uh, white grease paint on their face, <laughs> make them look a little bit, you know, uh, paler than normal, put some blood on their mouth. You're good to go. I mean, that's all you need. And, uh, they, they do it a little bit better than this when they build their face up a little bit, make them a little bit more monstrous, but, it's it's one of your run of the mills. The the interesting thing in this one is that the three main characters are caught inside the house, and it's Frank, his wife, and then his partner Nash. And it turns out that uh, and at the beginning of the movie, uh, there's there's some beef between uh, Frank and Nash. That even at the start of the movie, because whenever he's uh, Nash is getting attacked by a zombie as they're patrolling, like the South California streets because it's set at Christmas, but it's California at Christmas. Meaning there's, I mean, it doesn't really feel like Christmas. We'll just put it that way. There's decorations up. Um, how dare but while you. They're <laughs> <laughs> Noah made me record videos 
of some of the towns we've been into with the Christmas. And he's like, you show this to Sean and you show him right. <laughs> oh, you didn't show him the one we went to last night? No, not yet. Oh, you would love that place. Uh, they, they look pretty good. Actually, it, it, it amazes me that y'all have that, uh, you know, going on because like the Christmas season here, like barely anybody is decorated. And I don't know if that's because of Biden, uh, inflation or whatever, but like there's hardly any up this year. It could be, it could be, it's It's a zombie Christmas. We get lucky too, living in the Valley because you get a, it's a mixed culture. So if you just want to go up the hill to, for an old-fashioned Christmas tree, yeah, that's like true. an old-fashioned Christmas, it's an old-fashioned Christmas in a small town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they cut the streets off, put a bunch of burn barrels outside. They only did like one this year. but And there's two burn barrels. We were good. Uh, yeah, but they're <laughs> nice ones. They put out a ton of heat. There's, Any- there's, there's people walking around caroling. But Southern California, like you said... You're you don't get that out there. No. Southern California doesn't have that, so you are spot on, Reverend. It does not feel like Christmas it, out there. It, they they had decorations up. That's yeah. the only thing that makes this a Christmas movie whatsoever. It doesn't even. There's not even the theme of a Christmas. You know, in a Christmas movie, it's generally people come together. You know, and they kind of realize the reason for the season. They come together in this movie in the sense that they're forced together. Yeah, but like, but like I said, it turns out that Frank and and Nash, his partner, have some kind of beef because uh, it's assumed that Nash has been cheating. Uh, you know, uh, uh, with uh, Frank's wife or whatever, they've yeah. been having this <clears> affair. So, and now that they're stuck together, they got to deal with that whole situation. <laughs> What's this movie uh, called again? Uh, Silent Night, Zombie Night, and for everybody who's so not familiar. been a listener, this is Noah. You know, oh yeah, welcome. Oh, dude, I'm hella high right now. Noah, I, I didn't think I would be. I took him last night and woke up. I was like, oh, uh, dude, that's what you get. Well, it's been like a month since I had like an edible, so like it hit me hella hard. Um, uh, the rest of the movie just plays out like a typical zombie movie. Lou Temple's like the next door neighbor who's kind of caught up in the attic, and it's revealed later that. His, uh, he had to kill his own son, and oh. so he's dealing with that. And it it's a lot of that stuff, but it, it's just a bottom-of-the-barrel zombie movie. That's what you're, what you're getting with yeah. it. It's, there's nothing standout about it whatsoever. When was, it's it, got some, when was it made? Uh, 2009. There was a lot of those coming out around that time period. It had to have decent lot. special effects, I imagine. It, it was okay. It wasn't the worst I've seen in any of these type it, things. It they, didn't they look like it was filmed in a camcorder, did it? Uh, no, but it had that cheap, uh, you know, uh, Fluff independent movie look to it. Yes. Yeah, it I don't really... know. They go for like a lot of pop color. It looks like instead of having like there's scenes for pop color, but those movies have a giant contrast in the, in the color hue. Like the, it's not sharp. It's like fluffy in its look. The, the thing that makes it <clears throat> more cheap than it, it could have been is the fact that the way that a lot of the movies cut, it's trying to, it's trying to be humorous a lot of times oh. and uh. it's like, it's, you know, kind of shaky and quick cuts and it doesn't, I don't know it, 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 it just has a, a cheap feel to it because of it. It just doesn't, you know, really strike you as like this professional in any way, shape, or form, other than the special effects, which they do a decent job on in it. And yeah. that's where they put the budget at. Uh, also, uh, watched due to Noah's recommendation, a cadaver Christmas, uh, love that fucking movie, dude. I love it. (laughs) It, it, The movie is exactly what it's supposed to be. 
It, it is. It's a tagline, never leave a mess unclean. And if you watch the movie, you'll understand why. Because the main hero is a janitor, and oh he's just God. called the janitor. He's a badass janitor. You, you, that's, I think that's the same dude from Orgasmo and Basketball. Orgasmo? Basic, yeah, and Basketball. I remember that. Oh, I love Basketball. <laughs> it does kind of look like the kid who's like being beat up or picked upon by the guys in basketball, even if it's not him. It looks like it. Oh, it's so. not. Yeah. I was, I was looking at him. I was like, he looks so familiar. And then I <laughs> put my finger on the other day. I, I, I didn't see if it was the same guy, but I was like, man, he looks super close. Uh, directed by Joe Zerul, written by Daniel Rarden Hale, who plays the janitor, uh, Hanlon Smith Dorsey, who plays the uh, depressed drunk in the movie, uh, and a dumbass, and then Joe Zerul uh, himself. So, kind of the, it's one of those just uh, a group of guys got together and let's make a zombie movie type things. Uh, music by William Campbell. Now, this movie, before I get into the principal players of this one, it was night and day better than silent night zombie night because it did that thing where it was kind of trying to bank off of a uh, grindhouse oh, where okay. it, it had a planet terror like filter applied to it where it looked like the film was very old very damaged had like the little pock marks in it as it was like running the entire time which uh i guess some people might not like because it's kind of distracting but at the same time it covers up the cheesiness of the 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 film but but to give them credit it, it doesn't look as independently made as what it could have been. It actually has some decent contrast in the lighting and, and all that stuff. So they, they did a decent job with that. Uh, they played up the, the, the pulp action and the comedy more in this one to offset the fact that it's kind of a goofy premise. So yeah. it, it kind of helps that way, too. Uh, Daniel Raritan Hale plays the janitor, who's our unwilling hero. Hanlon Smith Dorsey plays Tom Tunnenbum, who's the depressed drunk. Who <laughs> it's revealed at the end of the movie, they actually give him a little bit of a arc. It was like he he was going to actually off himself uh, this year at Christmas because, but uh, the fact that he you know had to, he got thrown in with a janitor actually you know like it gave him a reason to live. So I mean, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's got it, that is actually the Christmassy part of it. He. You know, that's where, I mean, it's set at Christmas, but, uh, and, and the reason they call it a cadaver Christmas is because the main character, the janitor refuses to call them zombies. He uh. keeps calling them cadavers and they're like, it's moving. It's, 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 a, it's not alive. It's a zombie. And he's like, it's a cadaver, you know, <laughs> like the entire movie. Like that's all he'll call them. Oh my God. I feel like people uh, in zombie movies, if they don't call them zombies, they're like, okay, well, we don't call them zombies. We're not not acknowledging it, so they're not zombies. But they're zombies. <laughs> it's a well, female. they even, they even acknowledge in this movie that like zombies, the, the zombie lore. It's like you got to shoot them in the head and all that stuff. It's everything, but he won't admit it. Is basically what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Yash Hayashi plays Sam Sheriff, which is funny because he's just a police officer, but he's his last name's Sheriff. Oh my god. Uh, and he's not part of the force anymore, and they play it up as like a comedy thing. Like, he lost his partner, and he starts describing his partner <laughs> and talking about how uh, beautiful she was and, and what a nice bark she had. So you realize he he, he was a canine cop. Well, in, in, the, his... in the beginning, when he first started telling tell the story, you didn't realize it was a dog because he was telling yeah. you as a human. You're like, oh, wow, dude. And all of a sudden, he, he drops it. The whole thing changes, and you're like, it was a dog? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god. Uh, ben Hoskins or Hopkins plays Eddie, the bar owner. Um, he's just he's just kind of there for somebody to die. I mean, really, he doesn't really serve much of a purpose. Uh, Jessica Denny plays Kristen Stable, the school security. She's kind of got a funny uh, couple moments in the movie because everybody who tries to call and tell her that the zombies <laughs> are there, like she's supposed to be the one that triages to the local police, and she's just like. Uh, and she basically just puts them off, you know, like, and tells them that, you know, that they need to uh, stay where they're at and, you know, and, and all that sort of stuff, basically uh, not a, doing a damn thing. Well, there's a part <laughs> in the movie where she calls, she goes, she tries to call the cops and then it routes her to her hub. What the hell? <laughs> and, and the moment she calls, she realizes she's like, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, and then we have, uh, rounding out the cast, Andrew Ryan Harvey, who plays the perp, and I call him more like the perv. Two things about this guy. He's a sheep fucker, which <laughs> yeah. is established early in the movie. Um, just like Juan Castillo in uh, Club Dread, yeah. although he's like goats, so there's a little bit of difference. Oh, okay. <laughs> which one's better? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But the other thing this guy does is he fucks a zombie. Yeah, he he oh, straight up fucks a zombie in this movie. <laughs> Did she look like one of the zombie strippers that you guys talk about all the fucking time? I'm telling you, this has, this movie is Christmas all over it. This is like a Christmas cult classic to me. Just for the fact of all those things, and it's still a Christmas movie. Yeah, they got the lights up. They've got like the, I mean, it, it's it's playing in the fact of, you know, the the drunk is actually, you know, getting a reason to live. It, it's kind of got that heartwarming moment at the end. Uh the talking about the perp and and whenever he has the zombie sex moment, the way they do it in the movie is it keeps cutting between what the corpse looks like, which actually is like this charred body, uh, and then back to what he thinks it is in his mind because he he sees everything as something he could fuck apparently, and it's this woman with these big breasts that he's just you know going to pound town on. It's it's <laughs> and, oh my god. Yeah, but it doesn't look like a corpse. It looks like a hot girl to him. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he at least pour Listerine on his dick like that one fucking movie? <laughs> Fuck no, because she looks... He raw dogs. Yeah. He raw dogs. Oh, my God. She can't be that dead. <laughs> uh, given the Nick Cage rating this movie's uh, Silent Night Zombie Night gets the, the title of Stolen, uh, which is a little-known action-oriented film with generally nothing to recommend about it for zombie junkies only. Uh, a cadaver Christmas. I'm gonna give Renfield because it's campy, but it's action-packed horror comedy, and it's enjoyable to watch. Um, and, that, and that's all you can ask for in these like low-budget zombie movies. They're just fun, you they, know. Well, they, they, they do that. They want exactly what the movie should have went for. Like it, it's it's fucking silly, but it's Christmassy and it's zombies, and there's some jump parts, very very minor. Like Reyna gets scared at a couple parts. Yeah, I, I like. I like the uh, the story they give behind the origin of the zombies. It's like this, uh, you know, professor in the in the oh, biology good. department is trying to, you know, find a cure for his wife's like uh, brain uh, uh, disorder, <laughs> uh, and uh, and what he ends up like finding this parasite that that might have some kind of like use in like you know uh, brain uh, tissue. But it ends up, of course, backfiring on him, and it, it just basically creates zombies is what happens. But it's it's they didn't have to go that route with explaining them, but it was a nice little addition to the movie. Yeah, it put it, it, it put the why did this happen onto the, the map, and it did a good job of explaining it. 
Speaking of creating zombies, I have to ask you guys. I keep saying this at work and everyone's like, you're fucking crazy. And maybe I am. But do you think that Manjaro, Ozempic, and all these other drugs are how the zombie apocalypse starts? Um, it's funny you say that. And I mean, we can review this at some point this season, like throw it in somewhere. There is an episode of the the show Sliders, which that was a great show back in the day. Yeah, it was. Uh, but there's an episode of it where they go to a zombie apocalypse world, and it's basically what you're talking about. It, there was a weight loss drug that everybody took, and it ended up being like this parasite, you know, and the and the parasite caused them to uh, basically start starving to the point that they had to have, you know, fat, you know, because they were it oh, ate yeah. the fat, and, and so they had to have more, and so they were going around eating other people's body fat to survive, and that's, that's a how good, they set it up. That's a hell of a good explanation, a actually. different twist on eating ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're like Cardi B or one of those, you better watch the fuck out if that's the scenario. You're going to be first in that zombie apocalypse. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're injecting fat. I, some of them <laughs> no, have they're implants. actually injecting fat? Uh, yeah, it's a, a BBL is taking fat from other parts of the body and putting it in one I thought once you kind of remove fat from an area, it has a hard time growing back because the, it won't the grow cell back. Structure. But they're putting it in. Uh, they do something to, I guess, refine it. I'm I know, but not. I'm just thinking if you're cutting fat off of certain areas, I, I don't think fat has the ability to grow back like when you cut it from. Correct. So if they were to gain weight, that area would have a fucking indent. Yeah, yeah that'd be rough. Yeah, it's 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 a whole fucking weird thing that they do. And it's just so that they can, you know, plump up their ass or whatever part of their body they're trying to, you know, what happens when you get to the first ability to genetically modify and something that attacks fat cell structures on your body. So your body doesn't absorb extra calories or whatever. Because once uh, you that's cut when, that stuff, that's off, when you get the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guarantee you, that's when you get it. Because <laughs> it, it, if you could figure out a way to attack all those different fat structures on the, like the skin, the epidermis, it like code a, code something to do it, like genetically. Your body technically wouldn't be holding on to extra calories or anything. This is how the zombie apocalypse. So what starts. you just eat, and then your body's like, we don't need any of this, and you just shit the th- same thing back out, like unprocessed. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Well, it, there's that's one way it could work because there's actually a pill that does that. And, oh, really? Uh, it, and and yeah, it's uh one of the old names for it was Orlistat, and it was basically you took it, and then if you ate like a very had, uh, fat, heavy meal, then you would basically just shit out grease is what Blah. it amounts to. And I mean, and they Ooh. describe in detail anal leakage ah. is what they say, you know, with it. So Holy shit. The commercials <laughs> them promoting that. What's the product called? Uh, it was Orlistat. It might, I think it might go by a different name now. It's but a dude I, running uh, in the field. Like, I love my Orlistat. <laughs> And anal leakage is very minimal. And he pulls around, he's wearing diapers, and you can solve the problem with this. Man palms, you just stick like a tampon in the butt crack. There's a grease stain in his white, you know, shorts that he's wearing or whatever. The amount of people dropping, like, insane amount of weights of weight around me is alarming. That for years or even close to a decade, they couldn't drop five pounds. They're not doing it naturally. No, understandably, they're not. They're doing. Crush my stomach so my fat ass can't overeat. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're getting the surgery, and they're well. I I feel like Ozempic and Manjaro are working way better. 
uh, Manjaro's a beast at making you lose weight. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, because it destroys your appetite. Like, you literally don't have one. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Uh, every, it's the only way to every, empl- every customer I've ever had that's been on it basically explained to me that they, it's not like they, uh, they just don't have an appetite. It's not like they have to force themselves to eat. They just don't, it's, they have to remind themselves. Yeah, that's, that's fucking that's wild. That's what happened. Did, did they have any energy? Uh, yeah, they're fine. I mean, it's, it's got to be a, a, it's it's basically speed is what it sounds like. Farm like high end pharmaceutical grade speed. It's not what what it actually is. Is there's actually a part of your pancreas that does this, but I don't know. But it's this is like way more refined. So there's a hormone that comes out. And sorry, everybody, for this explanation. I know you're here for zombies, but whatever. This is how the zombie uh, apocalypse starts. You need to know this, okay? <laughs> Training so, videos. There's there's a hormone that comes out at the same time that insulin is released, and it's pancreatic to, juice. Uh, it well, it's it's not that one. Oh, it's, okay. Uh, I, I'm I'm blanking on the name. It's early in the morning, but anyways, uh, it it is released at the same time as insulin, and it's supposed to make you feel full. Uh, it is damaged in a lot of diabetics. It doesn't come out in the right amount, so they they don't feel full. And uh, and some people who, you know, are heavier or whatever, it's either a combination of the vagal nerve doesn't, you know, uh, work to signify to their brain that they're full or this, you know, hormone doesn't come out. But this drug is that hormone or it stimulates that. So your body's like, I'm full. I don't need to eat. And it's like, I understand that, but where does the energy come from? Cause if you're suppressing your appetite, you're pulling from all your reserves. You're, you're, you're eating, you're eating your own fat and you're using that for your energy. And that's why they're losing weight is because their body's like, all right, you're not eating. So I'm going to have to burn the fat that I've stored up all these years. Yeah. But and that's e- why it's but, doing that. It's a even, parasite. Well, no, but even <laughs> then, like, You'll make you lethargic. You if, still if have to eat, Noah. Like, if, they're still eating. I know, but it takes more energy for your body to process available energy from the reserve than it does to process food. And food has but, other stuff, phytonutrients, macro profiles. I don't know what to tell you, but my cousin yesterday looked perfectly fine. She didn't look tired, no bags on her eyes. I learned that, but she, how long has she been doing it for? Uh, over a year now. There was probably a rough adjustment period. Maybe, yeah. So uh, the It's... It's not as bad as you think just because, I mean, a lot of people don't realize they, mm-hmm. they've got enough. I mean, I, I'm one of them. you got enough fat stores, and your body can make the – the brain only needs sugar to run, and it can make sugar out of fat, and it, oh, and it will okay. if it has to. That's the reason metformin is a drug because it shuts that down to a certain degree, you know. Um, but anyways, it's like it's – but a, they are – they do have to have vitamins, but, you know, they're eating enough to get those in a I lot just, of cases. I just worry about it because your brain's a huge consumer of calories. And you think when you enter a calorie deficit, like you get that brain fog. I, I, I wonder if it's like that until your body finally has the realization, hey, we got to start burning what we have. And then after you con- your body converts over to start running on the available fuel it has, I wonder if – it, it's able to make a surplus of calories that are sufficient for the daily use. The only negative I could see is that whenever you start switching over to burning more fat to uh, the, your own in, internal fat to get rid of, uh, to, to get energy, you start having uh, ketosis, which is where you have a lot of ketones built up in your blood. It's a little bit more acidic. And then you start having uh, some of the, you know, side effects from that. But I mean, that's, yeah. you know, I mean, that's generally feeling like you have the flu for like a little bit until your body gets used to it is what it amounts to. And this is your daily death holler lesson in zombie anatomy. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of uh, things that make you... Do you see how easy it is to explain how a zombie virus happened with that? 
But like we didn't really think too hard. You had no information. I just had a couple questions, and then we came up with a legitimate re- how like why the zombie thing happened. And I had a question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, going back on the Orlistat thing and talking about shitting, let's talk about our first movie for the, for the day. <laughs> perfect uh, shitting. The movie stalled 2013 tagline. He's in the perfect place to be scared shitless. Okay, so far these taglines are fucking killing it. <laughs> Even the zombie B films. Movies, zombie movies have some pretty good ones. Yeah, they, they generally do. Uh, directed by Christian James, written by Dan Palmer, music by Guy Bevier. Uh, budget, I don't know. Box office, I don't know because this was so low budget. I don't think it actually got a release. I think it was like direct video type thing. Okay. Uh, principal players, we have Dan Palmer, uh, the guy who wrote the movie, playing W.C., our lone hero, janitor. There you go. The janitor's coming yes. back. So there's some. There's a link. Uh, perv, uh, going back to the perp, and he's the bad son, as it's revealed in the movie. He just don't call his mom and don't really associate with her, and it's Christmas, and that's a bad thing, folks. Um, he was in the short Dead Air, uh, Freak Out, Fanged Up. And my bloody banjo, which sounds hilarious. He was in Dead Air. Uh, it's a short. That's film. what it said, it, but it was that's, like a short film. That's it's not a short film. It's like a mini series. Okay. It's, well, this I, the, I, there might be multiples though. So I would. There, yeah, there be, is. There, I think uh, America ended up doing one. America, or I forgot somebody else copied the idea. Uh, Antonia Burnett plays Heather, the butt of the office jokes. Um, Big butt of the, the office jokes. Yeah, but um, uh, she's uh, for the longest time in the movie, you don't even know if she's real. I thought oh yeah, I thought she was I, fake. Yeah, I thought that she was something that he made up to kind of deal with the fact that he was by himself. Uh, she's actually a voice actress. Uh, she was uh, especially in video games. She's done The Witcher Three, Hitman Two, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two, the video game Control, and a and a, and Evil West is another one she's done. Mark Holden plays Jeff. Uh, he's from IT, and he's got a plan, folks, um, <laughs> until he gets a finger flinged into his throat, and then he doesn't. I mean. That was so uh, dumb. <laughs> uh, he was in Final Destination, World War Z, uh, which he actually did the same year he did this movie. Wow. So that's kind of weird. Uh, Haunted, Killer Bees. <laughs> what, what is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, no, not the bees. <laughs> and he's a voice actor as well in a bunch of video games Homefront, the revolution battlefield one ghost recon wildlands amongst many others uh tamarin <clears throat> Payne plays evie the office hottie slash mean girl <laughs> uh she's also a voice actress there's a theme here folks oh yeah Baldur's gate three and Divin- divinity original sin two uh victoria broom plays holly the office hoe inebriated bisexual and Sarah Suzanne Biggins, and she's got Biggins. some Biggins, <laughs> playing De- Debbie, the infected hoe, likes the freaky stuff. Um, um, real quick, Evie, so by Tamron, did you think she sounded just like Antonia, or Heather, I should say? I thought yes. their voices were identical. I was like, is this the same fucking girl? Yeah, they sounded very similar, and it made me and and it made me wonder if if the voice for one was being used as a stand-in for the other, and the other one was just. I mean, and they were counting them 
like physically, but not necessarily their voice in those. And as far as the credits goes, yeah. And the funny thing about it though is that I looked up Antonia, who played Heather, Heather the heifer, and she's actually skinny. So they had her in a fat suit. Oh, for sure they did. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I've seen it. pictures of her too. Yeah, you get to tell by looking at from the backside. Yeah, it's like yeah, that doesn't look real. Uh, a synopsis, folks. It is a Christmas. It is Christmas Eve, and a janitor is trying to clean the women's bathroom while an office party is raging nearby. During the course of the evening, the janitor enters one of the stalls to take care of some business, and before he can finish, two women from the party enter the bathroom. Not wanting to be accused of anything and unwilling to give up the opportunity to be a little bit pervy, he watches as the two inebriated hoes get a little freaky, like really freaky, as in one of them was bit by a delivery guy and is now a zombie. The zombie apocalypse rages through the building, and the lone janitor does his best to fend off the horde from his solitary bathroom stall. Will he make it out of the bathroom alive? Is the woman in the stall two doors over real or only in his head? Why is there so much money in the janitor's toolbox? Fingers are flying. The IT guy is dying. And old Nokia-style phones can survive anything. <laughs> when there's no restroom in hell, the dead will walk the earth. <laughs> I love that tagline. <laughs> Uh, uh, some quotes, uh, literally just a couple. <clears throat> Jeff from IT, right, let's get this show on the road. WC accidentally causes him to be overwhelmed, and Heather's like, I guess we're not getting the show on the road then. Uh, yeah, Heather's one-liners were actually pretty good. And then WC surrounded by the undead in the phone booth. I need the toilet. Yes. <laughs> oh, dude, that was such a fuck deal. <laughs> Uh, it it's a perfect last line for the movie. After he's gotten out of the toilet, he's made his way outside, and then yeah. he's surrounded. You know, it's just like I need the toilet. Like literally, I'm about to shit myself now. Well, I was thinking when he got out, like, bro, you might just want to get to where you're going because first off, you're lucky you walked out to an empty area <laughs> when you fucking called the police, and the police had a fucking zombie dispatcher. Yeah, it's one of those things where you get some of these movies and, and the main character, and, and it, it's actually appropriate for the, another, the second movie we're talking about. The main character is very oblivious oh, to yeah. what's going on. I mean... No, in his defense, he came out, there was nothing there. That Yes, th- but like, that don't get true. comfortable. I would not be comfortable. But he was trying to call his mom. Fuck his mom. No <laughs> kidding. He probably had an epiphany when he was in the bathroom getting ready to die. I know, like, he did. I need to reach out I got to call my mom. And I, I was surprised the, she was alive because I was expecting her to be the, dead. That's where the Christmassy part of it comes in. Well, he realizes the, the family thing, is important. If you really think about it, how many places how many places in, in, in Europe, not Europe, I should say the UK, actually have a phone booth still? Yeah, that was 2013 when this was made. Yeah, that's like by then everybody had a cell phone. Well, I mean, even he had it. Well, he had Heather's cell phone. He stole it. Well, I wonder if by <laughs> by law they got to keep those things still up. I imagine. I don't know. They they have a few uh, quite yeah. a bit more than we do, I think, because uh, for whatever reason, Doctor Who like people are over there are very nostalgic for them, so they keep them up for that. If oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> if they had one of those phone booths in like Union Square in San Francisco? Like, how much that thing would be used as a toilet? As a toilet. Yeah, <laughs> they don't need it to be a toilet. They'll turn it into a toilet. Just put a bucket in there and just run the phone booth and shit. Reverend, Bless have you it. ever seen those toilets that you go into, you put in, like, I think it's a quarter or 50 cents, yeah. and it's a it, it's a whole locked bathroom, and it, like, you, it opens, the door slides open. It's like a whole machine. You walk in, and you have X amount of minutes to use the toilet, 
like 30 seconds to wash your hands, which I don't even think that's enough to sing happy birthday. You basically got to pay. Yeah, you have to pay. And then um, it kicks you out, and then the whole thing washes itself. Have you ever seen or been in one of those? Uh, I've seen something like that. They've got uh, those that they're promoting in like some of the bigger cities, especially yeah. in like the UK, where there are pop-up like bathrooms that are like that. And it's like, that's weird. That's no, fucking weird. Th- no, this isn't a pop-up. It's a legit... Yeah, well, San Francisco well, I'm talking had about one. These things, I'm talking about these things actually patrol the streets. Like, they, they move Whoa. down the street and, like, you walk into them. Like, you know... No. Oh, shit. No, this is, a, this is a big one. <laughs> it's a stationary one. Yeah, and... But it's like... Locked to the ground. Yeah. I wonder pay. what happened, though, because I don't think it's in San Francisco anymore. I know, but you get to pay to use it, which, to me, that's fine. Yeah. If you're going to set a barrier to entry, and it's immediately going to kick out. It's sanitized of- every time you use it. Now, San Francisco had this way before oh, what it's like going through 10 now. years ago. Yeah. It's fucking wild. I think me and you went in one together, huh? We're yeah. like, it's just hella quick. Like, okay, you go, now you go. And we're like running to get shit done, but washing it, our hands at the same it time. It solves the homeless homeless issue it does it solves the homeless going in and give a private company the ability to buy and set up the fucking stuff and they can collect the revenue and maintain it It keeps the city also be actually no it wouldn't be safe because it stays oh no it doesn't stay open somebody has to pay to get into it so that'd be a good place to lock up for a zombie apocalypse until somebody pays to get in there and then you're fucked I would not want to be locked in a shitter (laughs) for the apocalypse you must have lost your mind yeah Um, that 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 main character proves that's not a good place to be, which they, well, they, how take, the some liberties. they take some liberties with that because I, unless the bathroom stalls are built better than <clears> they are in the, in the United States, and they could be, the ones over here barely keep people out uh, as is. I mean, even whenever you got them like, you know, and they're not trying to beat down the door to get to you. No, the latches uh, barely are aligned. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, I mean, I, I've been in some where literally you got to hold your hand on the latch or yeah. it'll open. I mean. It always looks like Van Damme has been in our bathrooms. <laughs> Um, the real question is, have you, either of you used an actual outhouse at any point in your life? Uh, I still do, buddy. When we go camping, <laughs> you don't even use an outhouse. That's a bush, Noah. Whatever. Sometimes you got to whatever. You don't want to shit in front of everybody. You yeah. Use well, the outhouse. we have we have shat in the open. I've never been in an outhouse, but we have those fucking porta potties, which is I'd rather have an outhouse than a porta potty. Yeah, like when we used when- to when we used to do the chive stuff, and you went there. There's no bathroom, so you just went out behind where all these hundreds of people were. You dug a small hole, and you just shit and buried it when you were done. Mm-hmm. Kids were doing it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> we would dig a hole, um, and that was our shithole. <laughs> my grandma, whenever I was a kid, didn't actually have indoor plumbing. She got it later, but, like, she actually had an outhouse. So we, yeah. we I've, I've actually used a legit outhouse before. <laughs> you sound like, like it. It's a legit wooden <laughs> one. Been the yeah, well, one one had like the little moon carved yeah. in the outside door. You what know, is the with the thing. moon? What is the deal with everybody that? Everybody goes to shit at night. <laughs> I would not want to be in an outhouse during a zombie apocalypse. I, you know what the big question is? is the the how, Sears catalog on. that's in there how, so that you wipe your ass with. Yeah. I mean, how, how, I don't know if I've ever done that. <laughs> I, some of them come with corn cobs and you don't want to be in those. No, I'm just I'm just curious. How long has this shit house been in the family for? Uh, that thing's been well. I don't even know if it's still on our property. If it's like, but I mean, it'd been there. You know, I mean, at least since I mean, probably the fifties. I does mean, it probably get cleaned or know. does it just? No, it just leeches into the earth. 
I mean, you, you, you got to set up a leach field when you do like an, yeah, like a, like yeah you, there, there's all kinds of like composting type stuff you got to do to like make okay. sure that it doesn't. Composting, you know, I can understand. But that's yeah. Um, well, it, well, like I said, there's probably a leach field. So as yeah. it goes, organic matter stays and dries out and does whatever. And then all the actual liquid runoff goes out to, to like a leach field away from the house. And you can use it for, like you said, like flower beds and shit like that. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it works, but. But it works. <laughs> all right. Let, let's talk about this movie here. Visually, what do you think about it? I mean, it, it's clearly an independent movie. Oh, it's, yeah. It's yeah. a, you can <laughs> tell it's a low budget film, but I give them credit because I really feel like they did decent with like the wounds, the blood, um, the look of the zombies were okay because I've seen worse. I've seen way worse. I've seen way worse. Um, I, I, I think I think they did with whatever budget they had. I think they did pretty fucking good. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, and to be fair to them, the setting where it's set inside of a bathroom stall and the lighting in the movie being as flat as it is mm-hmm. and have that halogen light effect does it really take away? I mean, because he's in a bathroom and that's what it would kind of look like. Yeah, so, I mean. It, it just doesn't have a movie look to it is the no. worst part about it. Um, the, and what was pretty bad is uh, whoever was holding the camera, especially when they were in the second stall where the hoochie zombie was, um, th- they were not very good filming. They were, like, bouncing the camera left to right to left to right, and I don't know. I was just like, what the hell? Yeah, who knows what went through their head whenever they were filming that? Because it's almost like it was a choice, but like I don't know what it was supposed to represent. When, yeah, you know, in that sense. No, but there was other scenes where he was being filmed. You know, probably either where the zombies were at from that angle, um, or from above and way better camera angles slash stability. So that. Yeah, they to make up for the fact that they had the single location, the single character, you know, and then the static shots or whatever. They, they when they could, they they were try, trying to do almost the Sam Raimi effect where they were trying to get weird angles, mm-hmm. you know, kind of move the camera around a little bit more, and that might have been what they were trying to do in that one bathroom scene. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. I will give them this that scene where he's fishing for his phone and the toilet's just uh, like filled with all the blood uh, and nastiness. That's pretty pretty gross. Yeah, I can't believe that girl's still alive. I mean, it looked like a fucking gut slushy in there. That's one thing that I don't like about some of these zombie movies is they're a little bit uh, too... They don't establish what actually takes the zombies out very well in some of these low-budget ones. It's like you get like a wound that should, by all accounts, like have destroyed the brain, and they're still moving. And it's like, okay, what what is it going to take to take this monster out? Like, I mean, Return of the Living Dead... Uh, give at least in part two establishes that electricity is what kills them. You can't take the head off in that movie, but electricity <laughs> is what takes them out, and it works it, it, whenever they figure it out. Yeah. But in this one, he does like he does kind. Of, I mean, now he, it's through the back of the throat, so maybe it didn't hit the brain whatsoever, and I kind of get that. But he was mashing her head in quite a bit yeah. too. Like, how did that not do enough damage but, to do anything? The, the thing that, that gets me is he puts his hand in the toilet. And everything and it looks like just full of all this nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. And but where did all that stuff come from? Yeah, because her fa- her head is intact. Well, her head's intact, and then the other thing is I don't know how he didn't get bit in that scene because that's what I'm thinking of. Whenever he pulls his hand back he out, she's almost up. attached to his hand. No, she bites him in the arm, but it, uh, the the sleeve she doesn't bite through it. Oh okay. yeah. 
The he other got guy bit does twice. bite him, but yeah. he's, he's got false teeth or something. That was, so it, that was hilarious. And that's the reason you should survive the zombie apocalypse in Appalachia because, you know, less teeth means less bites. Oh Just God. saying. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. The story of this one, pretty simple. Yeah. It's Christmas, office party. Uh, I do, I do think it's kind of funny when he's like perving on the two women. Although the thing is, is like, if he's going to be sitting there watching them, like, why couldn't he, I mean, bathroom stalls again in the U S maybe not over there. There's such a hole like that you can see through in them that like, I mean, he could easily been looking through the stall itself yeah. instead of like trying to peek over the top. Like I kept waiting for him to get caught. Like, I mean, I'm oh, like, me I too. not seeing you back there. He you, was doing the most. You you know, you know what would have made this movie really good if they made one modification. And that's when he's in the beginning and he goes into the woman's bathroom to I don't work on the speaker or I don't quite know. It never quite explains. Maintenance, what, the bathroom, I don't know. But he goes in there and he pulls the rat out and it falls down. Now that you know the end of the story, the money's stolen, wouldn't it be better if he had like a hidden camera in there that's just been killing filming like the kit like the inside of that thing? <laughs> Make yeah. him and, much more of a perv or yes, something. Yeah. And it would explain it it would give him the reason that he was in the woman's bathroom. Yeah, that's true. Well, well, he's a janitor. Gonna... Janitors are always. That's why he knocked before he went in, because they have to knock before they clean. But he he went in there to pull his hidden camera out before he left with the money. That would have been interesting. It would have also been cool. Like I thought you were going this route when the rat fell. If they tied that in as being the cause of the zombie apocalypse, yeah, like, oh, I was thinking yeah, the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, something. Yeah, some some kind of marker on it or something. The scene was hilarious where the rat kept coming out and biting him in the dick. <laughs> which was a, a dream sequence for anyone who's not going to watch this film. Uh, yeah, but the rest of the story is just him kind of, you know, stalled, literally. I mean, you know, he's in a bathroom stall, can't go anywhere. Uh, it's also, I guess, a metaphor for his life because he's not really doing anything with his life either. I mean, that's what he describes to, you know, Heather the heifer. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's just kind of caught in, Damn. you know, like this part of his, you know, that he's not, he, he he went to university for a bit, but then dropped out, and he just it's the whole thing's you know plays into the name stalled, which is kind of you know interesting. Yeah, um, I like the concept that he comes up with of trying to bust through the wall to get into the, like the the ducks in between or whatever. Yeah, uh, even though even though it didn't work out for him because whenever he actually got to the next room over, it was loaded with zombies, and they actually had a way after him at that point. Yeah, uh, I, I I I didn't. The problem is knowing a little bit how shit's designed. There's no studs in the wall. When you knock the hole in the wall to go over, every six to eight feet, you're going to have a stud. And I think on metal buildings where they're metal framed in like that, they're even smaller. Yeah, that was that was something that kind of bothered me a little bit about that too. But at the same time, it was like uh, I can imagine uh, a building like somehow, you know, not being up to code either, you know, like for certain things, just because, I mean, some of these corporations pay enough people off to where they can, you know, kind of skirt the corners and not really do what they're supposed to do when it comes to that sort of thing. Can yeah. he, could he not have gone through the tiles through this in the, in the ceiling? He probably could have, although they're very flimsy. Like, I know. Yeah, no, those are. Those? No, like since it's like metal, it's not metal structural. It's metal just holding those things yeah. together. So I'll just, it's yeah, made out it, of the bullshit pie tin they use for like, it, they don't use wood studs on a lot of those buildings. They use metal studs because mm -hmm. they're, they're aluminum or 
tin or whatever the fuck. They're hella flimsy, but they're cheap. But they yeah, but you can't job. walk across those. But isn't there areas maybe along the sides that are more stable that he might have been able to? But that's what I'm saying. The studying the wall for the wall structures all made of that bullshit stuff. So it's mm-hmm. not designed to really support weight. It that, all that's done by all the beams in the building. So those things are just strictly like yeah, like you get a running start, you're not gonna hole in the fucking wall of like an, an office building because there ain't shit. Oh yeah. It's not like in your house when you're trying to run through some sheetrock with some wooden studs. You come to a screeching halt when you hit it. Uh, and then you're probably going to be having a concussion later. Yes. <laughs> office buildings are hella chicken shit. Keep that in mind if you're ever in the zombie apocalypse. Office walls are chicken shit. You get a good fucking like two fucking three run start, you'll blast right through it. We don't even have walls in our office. Yeah, that's how chicken shit office walls are. Except if you work in a pharmacy like I do, and then you, uh, I mean, they building. reinforce that shit so that you can't get, you know, people stealing from you. So the that's people coming place, for that's the ozone. place to bunker down. Yeah. If, if you've got, if you've got access to food, that's a good place to bunker down, honestly, because you can pull the gate down. It's meant to keep people out. So keep the zombies out. It's, it's a pretty good idea. We have a best <laughs> and a worst place Vitamins. we could go. But everybody would want to go to in our neighborhood, and then it would attract more crowds, which would create more zombies, and that would be the Costco right next to our house. Yeah, Insulin, that'd be the last water, place. food. Go. I know. It just it sucks because it's there. It's a good fucking strong building to get pe- that, people. That's where you go after the first wave of people yeah. got wiped the fuck out because whoever's there, they died, and there's probably plenty of resources left. And yeah. uh, a little tip for people who don't know, because um, I've worked in, you know, grocery store setting before. Uh, there's actually the, the back loading dock. They usually have storage that you can only get to by a ladder. So if nothing else, I mean, if the shit hits the fan and every part of the building gets invaded, you can at least hold up, you know, on, on the upper part of that. If you wow. can't from anywhere else. <clears throat> um, I, I mean, it's pretty much everywhere I've ever been like that, that they've had that kind of thing going on because, they, they keep, like, some of the other stuff up top, and you have to go up there and get it. That's so. where Kayla found that dead body, uh, or the, the uh, paramedics. Uh, they had to go get a dead body that was on top of a grocery store. They're not sure how it got up there, but by the time they got to it, it was all bloated and gassy and leaking. Bruh. Probably ready to rupture at any moment. I don't know if that's how. I've seen the, the killer whales explode on the fucking beach. Nice. From being bloated. <laughs> do humans do that? Because that'd be cool. I don't think there's not there's there's not enough gas. Okay. Well, it's a ratio of like tension to gas building. Like wells got a shit ton of blubber, so when they yeah. start to expand in a lot of thick, dense muscle, so for that gas not to be able to vent on those things, mm-hmm. you guys have built a lot of yeah, pressure. a lot of fucking gas. This person was up on the roof during the summer, uh, acting in this movie. What do you think about that? Actually, it wasn't bad at all. Like I. <clears throat> This film was very low budget, and I was expecting cheesy acting. Yeah, it wasn't like I mean, they were they weren't going to win any awards for it. No, like, no. I mean, the and they played it for comedy, which helps because if you play it serious, but oh, you're it bad at it, then people are laughing for the wrong reason. But uh, I feel like WC was cheesy, but he he was humorous, so it, it worked. You know, yeah. Um, the Heather voice was actress. really good. Oh, like, yeah. The voice actress. The voice actress was I mean, amazing. 
uh, and then the zombies were doing their thing. I mean, you know, it, you, you, you hire people for like a couple of bucks a day or whatever, just slather them with zombie makeup and let them just wander around doing whatever. Uh, but there are movies I've seen where the zombies don't even act that well. And <laughs> that gets real bad, real yeah. bad, uh, music. I, you, there's not really, I mean, I didn't notice it. I mean, other when Mm-mm. the speaker came on yeah. for like a brief second. Yeah, uh, was it was, a, they had an instrumental that was a dance song. Well, and they, they played it like, I mean, they, they did like pump it up a little bit whenever like any kind of like major scene was happening. They, that, you know, that kind of pulse thumping music yeah. or whatever, you know, to kind of amp up the, the tension, which was okay. It worked for the scenes, but it wasn't anything that stood out. No, but it also <clears> wasn't music that you, when it turned on, you were like, this does not fit the scene. No, it wasn't. So someone... Oh, go ahead. It, w- it wasn't like a Japanese movie where you're sitting there watching a scary scene and it's like you've got this sweet voice. Well, not even that. Like, I mean, that would be one thing, but we have like this sweet voice, like Japanese pop singer singing some love ballad. It's like, oh, you know, you know, it's like, what is this? This doesn't fit. What are you doing? They're bad for that. Yeah, I will say that. I will say this, though. They nailed the fucking music in Godzilla Minus One. Go watch that movie, and I, that music is amazing in that. I keep hearing really good things about that movie. What What is it? It's Godzilla Minus One? Godzilla Minus One. Is it like a legit movie? Yeah. Oh, it is it's awesome, man. It is the best Godzilla <clears throat> movie I have ever seen. No, Everyone no is lie. saying that. Everyone who I've seen post about it is saying it's the best Godzilla movie they've ever seen. I've not seen one. And and here's the thing. This should show Hollywood, uh, you know, how bad they are at what they do. The movie was supposedly made for $15 million. Looks fucking amazing, like the effects for Godzilla. I mean, they're a little janky in some parts, but they look amazing in others. Uh, the they, they talked to the creator of the movie. He said, I wish I had $15 million to have made that movie. So they made that movie for even less than that, and it still looks amazing. Uh, that means that uh, Marvel and Star Wars, and anything Disney-related, get your fucking act together. If you need $300 million to make a movie and it still looks like shit, you fucked up somewhere. You're paying your actors too much. It, the, I don't know it's what the not that the movies don't look like shit. The movies <laughs> got horrible fucking writing. Well, they really do have bad writing, but the effects are getting bad in them too. Now, I mean, the newer ones have some shoddy uh, special effects in them. <clears throat> Wait till they start using AI. It's going to make it a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Might make the writing better too because I yes, feel like it's I... being written by AI <laughs> at this point. All right. Uh, trivia for this one. We have actor Mark Holden who plays Jeff from IT. Like I said, starting two zombie movies in the same year, this and World War Z. Kind of weird. I mean, one's very big budget and the other one's not. Uh, and then that's all I really have for this movie because there wasn't much to say oh about my it otherwise. God. I mean, uh, what, what, what do we want to say about this one? It is very low budget. It's, I mean, but I feel like for the concept, it's an interesting one that's not been done before. Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like between... Just Noah alone, I have seen so many low-budget zombie films. So I really wasn't expecting anything from this one. Um, And I was genuinely surprised. It was enjoyable. It still got me. The jump scares were good enough for me, but that's not saying anything um, at all. (laughs) At all. Even Noah was like, are you okay? (laughs) What the fuck are you jumping for? Like, you, you know me. You've been married to me for how long now? 
I don't like zombie movies. So I'd say they did a good job. If I don't like I jump said. at your zombie film, if I don't get scared in your zombie film, your zombie film is shit. Dead wow. ass. I am not joking. Dead ass. Like, yeah, I'm serious. If your is your if your zombie film doesn't make me jump or gasp at least once, it's shit. See, I I do like the tension that ramps up in them. I, I'm I'm different from you. I, I get more from the tension of like they're they're caught in a place. How are they going to get out? And that tension building, yeah. which this that actually did in a couple of places. That that's what I look for as far as the scare part of it. Because like the the zombie jump scares, I, I'm so I'm kind of immune to them. They they are what they are. But I also come to these movies looking for, you know, kind of like a little bit more. Like, are they using the characters to kind of like talk about anything relative to culture, politics? Because uh, some of the better ones always do that. Like, yeah. they, they always bring something <clears throat> up. Um, and we'll kind of discuss those as we go along. Uh, this one, um, I think it kind of, I mean, the, the overall theme to this one is just that feeling of, uh, loneliness that people get at the holidays is oh, what they yeah. were trying to go for. I mean, the guy's literally by himself. He doesn't have a family to speak of. He's, uh, basically grown apart from his own mother. I mean, that, that's actually a pretty appropriate theme or background thing to discuss for a Christmas movie, because this is the time of year. I mean, as sad as it is when more people commit suicide because yeah, of those things. That's true. I mean, and it's, you know, it's, it's an, I mean, it's a, it's a, an appropriate theme. I'm not going to say it's a great theme. It's an appropriate theme for that type of movie. If that's what you're going to bring into it. Um, but I mean, and I, th- I thought it was okay for an independent movie. I, I like the concept. Although I still think the entire time I was like, God, these bathroom stalls barely uh, you know, even Locke. I don't know how he's keeping anything out of it. Yeah, I mean, I was just going with the fact that the zombies are just dumb, which is would make sense because they don't have all their faculties to them, you know? But the thing is, though, is that human beings have weight to them. And That's, like, yes. corpses would have weight. And if they start moving against that door, just their weight, even if they're not even actively pushing, is going to, you know. No, yeah. understandably, I just <clears throat> went with the, okay, like, they they, they, they are aware sometimes that something is in there. <laughs> and then it's like he put those that flimsy little metal tin sign underneath and, and screwed it in, which, by the way, screwed it in super easy. Yeah, there wasn't any pre-drilled holes yeah, or anything. Nothing. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I wish I could do that whenever I'm trying to. <laughs> do yeah, there's no way. And all of a sudden, it's like, I can't see you, so you're not there. So, if you think about zombies, that should be kind of how it is. Like they can't see him, they don't know he's there, they suspect, and then think about it. Him and her are talking, and they have no idea what the fuck is going on. Still, like you, most zombies, you have to be quiet because they're gonna you know, tear down whatever area you're in. They're like, oh, fuck, I heard someone breathe. I'm going to fucking come after that. And in this case, they didn't. I think that's more realistic for zombies. And that's how I prefer my zombies to be if I'm ever in the situation. And that makes sense to a certain degree, but different zombies movies have different rules. This is something I completely forgot about until you mentioned it from Silent Night Zombie Night that I'll actually give them credit for. They went the route of saying that zombies don't necessarily operate upon sight. They operate upon smell. smell. Yes. And, and they actually have a spray that they had that's supposed to remove, like, you know, body odor or something like that. And mm-hmm. they spray that on and they can move amongst the zombies yeah. without being detected. Well, think about The Walking Dead. They, you know, you, you walk out covered in zombie guts. You smell like one of them. 
Yeah. I mean, and that makes more sense to me because, I mean, they always say that, like, smell is like that lizard brain part, you know, yeah. and, and zombie movies are <laughs> operate upon that the lizard brain is the only active part of the brain that's that's still functioning. Like, the, all the higher level uh, cerebellums, you know, and all that are dead, but the lizard brain, which is, you know, fight, you know, eat you know that sort of thing is the only thing active and that's the part that's supposed to be connected with a smell sense so that would make sense to me more than like the sight part of it because i mean they're i mean you know those nerves are very fragile in the eyes anyways and if you're if you die or whatever i could see them not working as well um and their sight being a little bit off because of it yeah but as we mentioned in low budget films they don't really establish a lot of rules for the zombies yeah. So, you know, it, that that's just the case with this, this film in particular. You know what I didn't understand is why Heather gave herself up. Like, she just literally gave, it, it, like, nothing she did helped him. It seemed like she okay. was trying to do it to Let's, help him. Hold on. We got to break that apart real quick. Okay. <clears throat> How fat was this lady? Would you say she had a nickname? Heather <laughs> the heifer. Okay. So this motherfucker's crawling through walls, trying to filter his way through zombies. Do you think her fat ass stands a chance to run? To help, to not be a goddamn burden. She ain't gonna make it. Yeah, but I like. She's like a pig with an apple shoved in his ass and they've been roasted and stuck on an island with people I've never had meat. I feel like if someone's gonna do that, they should do it. What the fuck in a situation that's gonna help them get out is what it would have made more sense. I think she realized that she wasn't gonna help in any metric. That would have been helpful. Hey, you run while I'm getting eaten by these zombies. She didn't say that. Well. There's there's that, but she also <clears throat> plays back into that theme I talked about. I mean, she's been bullied. It's Christmas time. She has nobody. Yeah. She offs herself. I mean, she's the stand-in for those suicides that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, technically. Um, I was just like, <clears throat> can you have made yourself more useful, though? I, I think she realized <laughs> She was going to keep those zombies busy for a minute. She's big. But I'm just saying, though, <laughs> that the saver... I think she realized that was just a lost cause. Yeah. 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 She was going to drag the two of them down because she couldn't really contribute in any yeah. way, shape, or form to really help him. And he kind of fucked her over by pulling those zombies from the other department yeah, through the wall, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause eventually they were going to get through that tiny little hole. Yeah. I mean, so. And when we and actually, it's funny, but that we picked these two movies because we have a. Uh, zombie being having its head mashed in with a toilet seat, and zombies breaking through a bathroom wall in both the films that we picked for this yeah. episode. <laughs> I thought that was there when I watched it. I'm like, well, how did we? How did we do this? Like, how did we connect these two movies? And we did with that one little thing. Well, it was literally because I had you have you you had seen stalled before this. I had not, no. Oh, okay, so this it. was your first time. Well, that's just random then because I'm the one who was like, okay, well, you got to watch Anna and the Apocalypse, and then, which obviously that was going to happen, and then you're like, okay, well, here's some other zombie films, and I went through the list, and I was like, ah, Stalled sounds like something that I would be able to sit through. Um, And it worked. I yeah. Mean, it, it, uh, but yeah, I... I think I think it's all right for a little, you know. I mean, it, it wasn't a bad it, film. Look at it. This is a film I'd watch again. It's, it's definitely it's entertaining. A yeah. holiday movie. Yes, a, a good, wholesome, quality family film. 
All right. Speaking of that, we will pick up with Anna and Apocalypse next episode. All right. Wait, and with we... that, peace be with you. And with your spirit.